Welcome to Season 3 of Pick the Plot. I'm Rebecca McKinnon, your host for this interactive story experience. Together, we'll travel through an original story. A story that's being written as we go, so you can have a say in what happens. This season, we're experiencing an adventure. Will it be a pirate story? A game of cat and mouse? A tale of revenge or betrayal? It could be a combination of some or all of those things. It's up to the listeners, driven by each choice you make. Because on this podcast, the listeners get to pick the plot. At the end of our last episode, Sid had to decide if he wanted to stay with the crew aboard the Renegade's Revenge or join Hank on land. 80% of you wanted Sid to go into Libertalia with Hank. Episode 8, Libertalia Sid stood behind Hank's chair, his hands loose at his sides and ready to grab for his knife at the first sign of trouble. Beside him, Amir stood beside Maggie's chair, his arms crossed over his narrow chest. Sid tried to ignore the shuffling of Amir's feet. It was harder than it should have been. Hank leaned forward to rest his arms on his knees. It's the kind of treasure most of us can only dream of. We have a chance to lay claim to more gold than anyone else has taken in a single raid. The man on the other side of the desk tapped a thick finger against the pale wood. Everything about the man was thick, save for his small pointed beard. His eyes were bright at the thought of the shining gold and sparkling jewels the ship would be carrying. There are not many needs Libertalia is unable to provide for us. We have food and fresh water and the skills to make most anything we want. Maggie's laughter bubbled around them. Libertalia takes care of her own, but she cannot offer one thing all pirates long for. Even after giving up the sea and burying our feet in soil... Every one of us feels it calling. The joy and thrill of the chase never loses its hold on us. You feel it now, Adam. It shines from your eyes like the sun shining from water. I do enjoy the hunt. Adam's mouth twitched, his smile not quite escaping. I'll speak with the others. We may have enough interest to put together a crew to join you. Hank leaned back. And a treasure... Adam's chuckle sank with a chill into Sid's bones. You know our share of any take goes into the treasury to be equally shared by everyone in Libertalia. That might be the rule, but Sid suspected Adam hid away a portion of every treasure for himself, like a squirrel hoarding nuts for a time when resources were thin. I'll call a meeting for tonight. By morning we'll decide if we're tempted enough to join you. Adam stood and crossed to the door. You can stay in the fort, or you're welcome to explore the town below. Sid followed the others from the room, glad to be away. When they'd left the gathering room, Hank rested a hand on Sid's shoulder. Come, whelp. I'll show you where smart pirates, the ones who leave the life before death catches them, go to land. The open air was a relief after being closed in the fort. They followed a path leading down into a large stand of trees. The stone path gave way to a packed dirt track, and birdsong filled the air. Every so often, the flutter of wings drew Sid's attention overhead, and he caught sight of a curved beak or a glimpse of scarlet as a bird flitted through the trees. Hank and Maggie walked ahead. 
Amir strolled along beside Sid, kicking a stone along the path and chattering like the birds. He more than made up for the quiet of the rest of the little group. Sid almost wanted to tie a gag around his mouth so the peace of the island could seep into him. Daylight spilled onto them as the trees parted. The path widened, becoming more of a road. Sid peered over Hank's shoulder as the captain's body loosened into a relaxed gait. Before ever taking to the sea, Sid had heard whispers of Libertalia. When he'd joined the crew of the Fortune's Queen, he'd heard the sailors' imaginings of the town. On board the Renegade's Revenge, Sid heard the stories that rippled through the crew when they learned they were headed to the fabled place. A town where pirates were welcomed, where they were free to marry the islanders, a safe haven where they could shelter or even be hidden when military ships hunted them. Nothing, no stories, no imaginings or dreams of the place, nothing could have prepared Sid for the reality before him. Libertalia spilled through the valley and climbed the bordering hillsides. Men and women alike worked in large swaths of fields. Small wooden houses with roofs made of what Sid guessed to be dried palm leaves were clustered in groups, looking for all the world like they'd pushed their way through the soil. A group of children played in a clearing by one of the homes. They were barefoot like most of the children Sid had known, but these children were healthy and well-fed, grinning and laughing in the sunlight. It was a far cry from the stone walls and slate roofs, echoing dank alleys and sooty grime of the only town he knew. Sid couldn't decide if it was exciting to see the new exotic place, or if he'd have preferred to stay on the ship where he could imagine the paradise as something more familiar to him. Hank shouted a greeting and people came from everywhere. Sid met Amir's startled gaze and rested his hand on the grip of his dagger as children swarmed around Hank. The large captain grinned as he hoisted a small boy onto each of his shoulders and let other children climb onto his back and into his arms. Maggie smiled as she accepted a piece of fruit from one of the women and gestured for Sid and Amir to eat. Having welcomed the newcomers, the people returned to their work. Sid frowned at Hank. They're not what I expected after meeting Adam. Hank nodded. I almost wish we'd waited for tomorrow. I'd have liked for you to meet the others first, but Adam was in charge at the fort today. He can be pompous. Everyone else is more welcoming. Come, my home is this way. They crossed a field to a hut tucked into the shadows of a large tree. Sid caught a glimpse of a garden on the other side of the tree with splashes of brightly colored flowers. Hank ducked inside the hut and Sid forced his gaze from the garden as he followed his captain. The hut was simple but comfortable. Hank opened a cupboard and pulled out rugs to soften the packed dirt floor and a stack of cushions to sit on. It ain't fancy, but it's home. As the sun dropped lower, then disappeared for the night, the four of them sat around a fire outside the hut. Sparks drifted into the darkness above them. Sid chose a spark and watched it until it blinked out, then chose another and another. Are they going to do it? Amir asked. Will they help us? Hank grunted. Aye. Adam might say the islanders don't need anything but what Libertalia provides, but if that were true, they wouldn't have a treasury, or the stipulation that any appropriated goods or treasure needs to benefit all the residents equally. The conversation drifted in and out of Sid's awareness as he watched the fire. It was calm and peaceful, 
but what he really wanted was to be back on the open sea. Morning came, bringing with it the itching and red spots of insect bites. Sid swatted his neck as something bit him, glaring as Amir laughed. The rest of their group had been left alone, while Sid felt he'd been served as a meal to several swarms of the buzzing, flying creatures. A woman brought food and spoke with Hank in a language Sid didn't understand. After a few minutes, she hurried away, waving an arm above her head. After we eat, we're to go back to the fort. They've come to a decision. Amir pushed to his feet. We can eat as we walk. Maggie smiled, but shook her head. If we rush there now, they'll think we need them, and take full advantage of that. Since they know nothing beyond the existence of the ship, if they want any share at all, they must work with us. Rely on us. We'll be fair to them, but if they think we're desperate, they'll push for larger shares. Sid took his share of the food and sat near the spent embers of their night fire, scratching absently at a bite on his arm. Welp. Sid glanced at Hank. The captain nodded to movement coming toward them. She'll take care of those bites. Stop the itch before you dig all the way through your skin. They can fix it? A twinkle in Hank's eye was unsettling. Sid narrowed his eyes. How? The young woman who joined them couldn't have been older than Sid. She offered a shy smile and knelt beside him, reaching for his arm. Big, dark eyes gazed up at him. She was the prettiest thing he'd ever seen. His breath came faster, almost as if he was readying for a fight. What? No! Sid tried to pull his arm from her gentle fingers, but she raised an eyebrow at him and pulled it back. She dipped a finger into the wooden bowl she'd set in her lap and quickly dabbed some kind of potion onto a bite on the back of his hand. The itch stopped. He forced himself to hold still, but every muscle was tense. He ached to feel her long, dark hair, and was scared his hands would act on their own if he allowed himself to relax. Soon she'd covered all the bites she could see with the potion. He wasn't about to let her at the others. He'd just try not to wiggle when he sat. As if she knew what he was thinking, she giggled, then turned his hand over and rested the bowl on his palm. Thank you, Sid held out his food, hoping she'd understand his offer to share. She shook her head, but her lips were still lifted into a smile. Hank came over and said something to her. She replied with a nod and a few soft words before turning to leave. Sid had never wanted to speak another language as badly as he did now. She'll bring more of the sap tonight if we stay here again. Hank's beard twitched. Sid knew he was being laughed at, but he couldn't bring himself to care. He watched until she was out of sight. With his mind on other things, the walk back to the fort felt shorter than it had the day before. This time they were met by three men, with Adam nowhere to be seen. The oldest of the three, a grizzled, narrow man, stepped forward. Hank, Maggie, we'd like to know more of your proposition. Maggie laughed. Of course you would. I'm keeping the details close. There are only two people I trust completely, you understand. Sid and Amir exchanged glances. Maggie had proven she trusted Hank, but who was the other person she trusted? Sid didn't imagine it was anyone in the room. Neither Sid nor Amir had known her long, and she didn't appear to be friends with the Libertalia pirates. 
For now, know that if you decide to join us, you'll be signing our accords for the attack. Maggie glanced at Hank as he nodded his agreement. It's a protection for us all. The same rules, the same consequences for breaking them, and the same rewards. The grizzled man scratched his cheek as he checked with the other men, then nodded. What else? Maggie stepped closer to him, tucking her hand into his elbow as if they were going for a stroll. She led him, making it look as if he was doing the leading, to a window overlooking their ships. We practice, of course. Our crews learn to fight together, to trust each other. That's all. Maggie tapped his chin. No, we do this without Adam. The man frowned. I don't know that we can keep him from it. He wants to see the treasure. Hank coughed. We all know Adam will try to steal part of the treasure for himself. Our accord says equal shares for everyone. He's a good sailor. I'd hate to have to turn him over to the quartermaster for punishment. There was a smattering of talk from the local pirates in the language Sid didn't understand. Hank growled. Will you do it without him? Or will we find someone else to join us? Will the pirates from Libertalia join the Renegade's Revenge and the Fortune's Queen in attacking the treasure ship? It's up to you. You can vote for your plot choice on our website, rebeccamckinnon.com slash pickthepot. Voting will be open for one week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to seeing where our story goes from here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.